it's um, it was really in depth. I wasn't expecting that, but um, at, at the same time, you know, um, even though Navajo Pedro says for ten years he hasn't had nothing done, you know, same for me over here. I just ten years of uh, really trying to push hard to get into to become a filmmaker or to to make my own comic books, to make my own music, all that, you know it as much research as I did on it, try to find like the easiest route to do it. 10 years later, I'm still in the same spot, you know, I, so I guess it just really, I don't really want to say it depends on us, but if only this tribe had a little bit more, a little bit more leeway, just like, um, you know, what, what I'm still proud of is uh res night live. And that's um, oh, yeah. something that, uh, you know, that's the one thing that me and Navajo Pedro can take away from being on the reservation without having too much success that we wanted. But anyways, uh, before I start rambling on, um, yeah, I just I just wanted to say that, you know, it's time's hard for all of us, too. You know, so, you know, me and Navajo Pedro coming from different backgrounds, we still have the same struggle. But at least we got some results. You know, we're not at the point where we can say we succeeded in what we were originally setting out to do but you know what it's, it's it's a work in progress so um so with that um i'm gonna go on to subject number two navajo funeral planning now the reason the two reasons why i wanted to do this topic was one it was pretty interesting because it's it's a taboo subject and number two, it's Halloween, so this will prob probably be the only time we can really get away with it like that. But let me just go ahead and jump in, and um, and let me just say that this all started um, this all started with the death of my brother two years ago, and then my father this past February. You know, you can't help but think about your mortality at that point when it's your two family members that. Uh, you try to figure out what happened, why they died. Sometimes you can figure it out, you know, it's pretty obvious. Other times you're just kind of left there, just kind of like, man, how the hell did that happen, you know? Or, you know, why couldn't this person live their life another way, you know? So the, um, the other thing about this funeral planning is that it, it, it made me think more about my own, you know, my own mortality and... And I just thought about, like, you know, if I died, what, right now, what would be the consequence of it as far as the survivors, like family members? Well, if anything, they'd be going, probably running back to Winter Rock and probably going to this damn stupid social service and try to have them pay for my funeral. And then, you know, then they'll probably put me in a cemetery where I'm just going to be like, I don't want to be buried here. But then what choice do I have? Because I didn't say anything about it, you know. And not only that, but when my when my brother died, uh, we had such a hard time with the tribe. So I gave the Navajo Nation Social Service the middle finger, and um, you know, just kind of pull all my resources together. Worked worked out with family and then um, the the uh, funeral homes, and finally, barely about two weeks later after my brother died, we finally buried him. You know. And that caused a lot of problems because people were saying, why don't you just cremate him? It's cheaper. I'm like, no, this is not how I want to remember him. And that's something that he he did mention, but he was just joking about it. And then the other thing, too, was that, um, you know, 
those who were fortunate to have money were saying, oh, well, you should have already done this. You should have already done that. And I'm like, well, that's great. But you know what? This, my brother wasn't, he didn't have no life insurance or health insurance or just no insurance period. So how could I, you know, even try to, you know, fight something like that when I'm over here trying to help out the Clagato veterans get back on their feet and trying to help, you know, change this, the way, the way life is out here, you know. But anyways, and then uh, February when my dad died, um, you know, at, like I think it was two days after we had buried him, um, my sister and her nephew gets a call from somebody saying that where your uh, where our dad's buried that there was talks of people about to go over there and dig him back up, you know, dig him back out and like take his jewelry or or something like that, you know. So at that point, it was like late at night. I mean, it wasn't even late at night. Let's see if if this was back in February. It was about nine o'clock at night, you know. I told my sister, I said, you know what? Don't worry. I'm here with my other sister and my brother and my nephew and. We're going to go over there right now. We're going to drive across Albuquerque back onto the reservation and we're going to go there. So we'll be there in about an hour and 30 minutes and we'll see if anybody dug him back up. Now, without thinking about too much of a, about, you know, grave diggers or if actually if there would be someone there with guns, you know, uh, to, to protect whoever's digging the bodies out of the grave, you know, that didn't even cross our mind. We were just so dead set <laughs> pun intended, we were dead set on going over there and um, making sure that our dot, our dotty, <laughs> our father's body wasn't being, you know, dug back out. And th that's the whole thing about what I'm trying to say is that this never should have even happened, never should have been a possibility to where we would be out there in the middle of the night, pretty much 10, 10 to 1030 at night, you know, trying to find our way into the dark. Um, we, we had the headlights on from the car, but um, just to be there, you know, at the cemetery, just to check out, you know, to see if your family member has been dug out or not, you know, that's, it, that shouldn't even happen. That shouldn't even be a thing. But the way things go out on that reservation, we had to make sure, man. And I wasn't sure what we were going to see because we saw our father's mound of dirt. It was still there, but you know, you never know on the other side. And I was just thinking, man, uh, I don't know how it's going to be if we get there and his, he's not in there, his grave is somewhat dug out, or there's some people already there, or there's already somebody digging and we walk up on him, you know. It was just one of those, um, like a real, a real movie, scary movie scenario where, you know, we're, we're checking up on a, a family member's corpse, you know, it's just, it's just pretty creepy. And, um, the thing about that night driving over, it was raining in Albuquerque. We had some light sprinkles. Some places was raining heavy. We back got back onto the reservation. It was cloudy. It was it was. Um, I think we we had some sprinkles every now and then, and throughout the whole thing, we were just kind of like, like saying, "Well, what do you think? What do you think we're gonna find there?" And we're like, "I don't know, man." It's just we just kind of kept just wondering, um, imagining what was gonna be there when we got there. And the closer we got to the cemetery, when we got on the dirt road and we started getting closer to it, the fog started to set in. But then the moon was out over the fog. And as soon as we got onto that little road that leads to the cemetery, it was clear and you could see the stars. And it was very, very strange, man. It was like a dividing line. 
I, I don't know what all that means, but you know, it was just it was just something worth noting and, and looking at. So when we were there, when me and my brother were making our way to the cemetery, I guess my nephew he got like this, um, I don't know, like like a second sight, um, using his third eye. I guess there was an old um, witchcrafter there, Skinwalker, and the thing about the Skinwalker is he was blind, but he's like the guard of the cemetery. And my nephew was later on after we got back to the car. My nephew was saying that that skinwalker was was like figuring out what the hell these guys two what are they doing over here? Because he couldn't see inside the car because you know, I don't, I don't know for for whatever reason he just knew that me and my brother's body motion was was moving around the cemetery going on the outside of the fence line. So he kept kind of kept moving around. He would I guess he would run to one spot and he kind of try to figure out get a feel for us what we're doing there. Were we there to dig? Were we part of his crew? Was were we knew some new new cats trying to move in and take over the territory? He wasn't sure. So, I guess the thing is about that skinwalker is he. I guess however they do it, you know, he he called up the other guy and says, "Hey man, there there are two two people over here. I don't know what they're doing, but that fresh grave that's where they're going to, and I don't know what what to do." And I guess the head skinwalker guy is like, "All right, you know, stand by. We'll be there soon." We'll, we'll, you know, let us organize the troops, you know. So if we had stayed there maybe another hour longer, I don't know if I'd even be here right now telling the story. I'd probably get, get be put down six feet under myself, you know. So he got eaten. Yeah, he got eaten. And um, so, um, well, anyways, me and my brother, we got to our father's gravesite. There was nothing, you know. It was still there. Everybody's uh, tracks from from putting the sand in and all that it was it was still there. So we're like, oh man, let's go, man. And on it, on our way over to our my dad our dad's grave, there was a um, prairie dog hole, and I stepped in it, and it, and I was like, oh man, I was like, but I said, damn it, I said like that, and my brother turned around, I was like, what is it? I was like, ah, oh, my, my, I stepped in a damn gopher hole. I guess he thought like I got shot with like a evil arrow or, you know, something attacked me or something. But it, it's just one of those things where it shouldn't even have happened. But I'm glad to know that when um, push comes to shove, you know, when, there, when there's danger right there, I, I can rely on uh, my siblings to kind of to be there with me. So if anything ever bad ever happened, I mean, it was, you know, one for all, you know. We'd all be getting, <laughs> we'd all be probably buried there or whatever. So, you know, it's that reason that I finally went to, um, because of this coronavirus, I couldn't do it. But I finally got a chance uh, last week. I went to Albuquerque and met up with my sister. And, um, you know, I met, talked to the uh, funeral director. I said, yeah, dude, you know, I'm, I'm ready to do this. Give me the paperwork. Let, let's get going. I want to start, start having this ready as standby. So, um, so he gave me the work, uh, he gave me the paperwork, he told me to fill this and that out, asked me a few questions about when, where, and all this stuff. The only thing I wasn't sure about was embalming. He goes, do you want to be embalmed because you have 24 hours before your corpse starts to rot? I'm like, I was like, yeah, you know what? Um, right now, my sister told me, just hold off on it until we get, till you, till you get closer, till you die. And I'm like, okay, all right, yeah, that, that'll work. Yeah, no. <laughs> So that that's you know those were you know because all I was doing just for for
for now is just basically get the basics down. Let me just say this is where it's going to be, how it's going to work, and stuff like that. So, to me, it really wasn't, like, taboo. I didn't get scared. I wasn't afraid of it. I wasn't, like, worried about my mortality. It was just kind of like I took back control of my... It's kind of funny because it's like I took back control of my life, but also I took control of my death in a way. You know, obviously we're all going to die at some point, so... But I took care of my, my funeral plans to the best of my ability and it made me feel good because I made that decision and I'm like, you know, from here on out, whether, you know, I, I live and die till I'm 80, 90, 100, 60, 50, 40, whatever. Um, at least, you know, I, I took that step and I'm, it does make me feel comfortable. I, you know, it's kind of a weird thing to say, but I feel more empowered having or, or knowing that I've taken steps to ensure my my funeral plans have been set and and is in order. So I made my first payment of seventy four dollars. Wow. So I'm on a three three year plan. <laughs> I'm on. Did you choose the song? No, no, no. I was gonna say I was on the Kmart pays you can plan, but um, yeah, it was just the first payment. He says you know make seventy four, but you know after that I can pay as much as I want, but. You know, they, there's still some more things to consider, like like what Navo Pedro says, there's music, and there's all this stuff. Now, as far as the veteran stuff goes, I'm not going to really say too much about that. It's just, you know, at that point, I'll just let my family figure out, you know, how how big or how fancy, depending on how much money I put into it, that, you know, they'll have it. But I'm pretty sure that there would be some kind of veteran ceremony or something. But But my whole point is that my, we never should have had to go to my dad's gravesite to make sure that he was still buried. And number two is I don't want, I don't ever want my family to deal with social services division and the Navajo Nation. You know, I, I just, I hate those a-holes, you know, I, I don't like them. And they say they're there for the people, but you know what? They have jobs at the end of the day. And the Navajo families that suffer from funerals, unexpected deaths and stuff like that, Imagine what they got to go through. And then to make things worse, you know, they got to do all this social distance and, you know, they like these drive-by donations, which kind of sounds funny. Um, so those were the main things why I wanted to talk about Navajo funeral planning. Run by fruiting. Yeah, drive-by fruiting. Run by fruiting. Uh, that was drive-by fruiting. Run by fruiting. Oh, run by fruiting. Yeah. Okay, so anyways... Um, and that's what I just told the Clagato veterans today at the veteran meeting. I said, you know, I hate to say it, but you guys are not going to live forever. You know, um, if anything, you don't really have to do funeral planning. Just just do a will. I mean, that, that'll make things a lot easier. And for me, when I do my will, um, um, I got a lot of comic books and I got a lot of collectible toys. So that's going to that's definitely going to one of my nephews and. And he's also can have all my horror movies, but here's the problem. Hey, what about me? <laughs> you can have all my Punisher shirts. Pornos. I give you all my pornos. Woo! Yeah, there you go. My pornos and Punisher shirts. Settled. Um, so, um, and and that comes another thing about the will is, um, you know, it it would be great to to have that. If if anything, I know everybody's like Navajos are terrified of death and taboos. But then they let something like um, the coronavirus mess with their heads, the pandemic, actually. Um, 
And, you know, then these Navajos are dying from drug overdose, alcohol, suicide, um, you know, these, these women being abducted, trafficked, and stuff like that. So I think that's way more worse than actually planning your own funeral. At least, if anything, you know, when you kind of take control of your funeral planning, you at least kind of, um, kind of take control of that part of your, your being, your legacy. And you know, then you can really say, well, you know, this is how I want it and stuff like that. Or if anything, do a will. This is, this will, you know, it goes out for this person, that person, and this is how we're going to work it out and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, man, you know, it's, um, it's one of those touchy subjects like, uh, child molestation, but you know what, we're going to cover it in this Clagato veteran podcast because everybody's focused on the pandemic and the coronavirus and me and Navo Pedro you know we we eh, tired of that crap and this being a, the month of Halloween Halloween episode we're gonna touch you all over yep we're gonna definitely get into some of that taboo stuff so um we got them for after this episode we got them for one more episode and then you know hopefully as the years go on we'll have more more episodes to go so so other than that, um, I'm going to, excuse me, I'm going to end the subject right there. Uh, and then uh, Navo Pedro, he'll tell us about, I don't know, it, it, he doesn't exactly have to tell us about his funeral plans, if you, you know, but he can just tell us something about it or maybe something in reference to the Navajo Nation social service or something that happened to another family, whatever it is. But um, here we go, Navo Pedro. Take it away, maestro. Navajo funeral planning. Well, hmm. Yeah, well, that is taboo. So I plead the fifth. Excuse me. No, but, um, you know, that's a. Thank you for sharing your story. That's pretty crazy, you know what I mean? You, you make. Kind of makes it sound like. I was thinking about Indiana Jones for some reason, you know, like grave robbers and like that. And <laughs> I don't know, but sound like a little. Could have been an Indian Jones episode, you know. But, um, you know, it could be him and Yanny racing to get a bone or something like that, you know. But uh, that just reminds me of a story, you know what I mean? Like, um, like how I remember when I was young, um, one of my relatives, older relatives, they had a mirror. It's a circle mirror, one of those ones that, you know, make your face look all big on the other side. And, but, um, uh, yeah, I remember she said that she was pointing around the circle of the mirror. She said, you know, dirt. Just holes this big, she said. Skinwalkers can get inside a grave, and then or a hole this big, they, they can get inside. And inside that hole, they said there's bones or something like they can make a hole this big and they can get in there and do whatever, collect whatever, and because you know they can shape shift and whatnot. Um, but yeah, that's just what popped in my head. You know what I mean? And you're seeing that, yeah, it shouldn't be like that. You know, I don't know why. You know, people got to really mess with other people's bones, you know what I mean, um, you know, like that, uh, serial killer, Ed Gein, you know, he did stuff like that too, he dug up bones, but he made furniture out of it, and all this stuff, you know, and it's just, it's just, um, it's got to be reminded, it's a big world, and there's a lot of people, crazy people in there, good people, bad, and there's a lot of places that we don't really know about, or hardly be, or, you know, and, um, you know, this funeral thing, um, that's, you know, that is crazy to think about, you know, I mean, a lot of people, you know, I mean, like, I'm pretty sure a lot of people thought about it, you know, I mean, and, but basically it is taboo, you know, I mean, a lot of, don't say that, you know, don't you need that, you know, like, like, kind of like, 
their mind's just like you're saying it because you want to die. You know, I mean, that's that's their thought, their train of thought about it. It's like if you say it, you are, you're basically asking to die. You want to die. And, you know, that's that's the taboo about that. Yeah, but um, yeah, I was just saying like, you know, that's why I was asking you earlier if you chose a song or something. You know, that was gonna, they're gonna make your. You know, your good your final farewell, like their farewell tour all <laughs> fireworks and everything, man, just like go all out and confetti and like you know, because if I if I had to choose my own like if I had to customize like my own like funeral like that, you know what I mean? I would do it like I do it like in the wrestling games, like when I create a wrestler or whatever a character and then I work on their entrance, I customize the chef and everything, music and movement and you know, but this would be like Next best thing, you know, I mean, kind of, kind of like, you know, because you say you got it at like a certain, you felt better, you know, basically after you did that, you know, yeah. it's like, instead of just fearing about the death and how it's going to be, you know, and you're, have it set, you know what it's going to be like, and, you know, and if anything, I would say like, you know, I would like want mine to be like, um, like a celebration, you know what I mean? I don't yeah. want people to say, oh, beautiful, you know, just, no, I just, you know what I mean? Yeah, sad, I'm gone, but whatever, you know what I mean? Like, just remember the good times, you know what I mean? Remember when I made you laugh or like made you come or made you cry or all this stuff, you know, I mean? all these different experiences I met through with different people and, you know, just um, remember and remember those and hold on to those, you know, I mean? those memories rather than how I went or, you know, I mean? whatever. That's, you know what I mean? That's neither here nor there, you know what I mean? And, that's how I would want to be, you know, I mean, I'd play, like, some cool, maybe, like, my favorite music, you know, I mean, something, you know, because, I, mean, um, I know that there are people that have said that, you know, I mean, like, like, if I ever pass away, you know, I mean, like, play this song at my funeral, you know, I mean, and some say it, kidding around, some really mean it, you know, I mean, and there are some, and I've seen it, you know, I mean, like, um, like, my, like, my other family, too, like, my dad's side, like, they had one that, you know, he had a favorite band. They just kept playing his band, you know what I mean? And he's just real, I'm not matched, you know what I mean? It was, I don't know, but, so that's what I mean. Like, it's, yeah, you shouldn't, you know what I mean? But at the same time, you know, it's not a, it's not a bad thing to do, you know what I mean? At least. Is it a tribe? Isn't it? Yeah, because the tribe, you know what I mean? They're just, you know, that's one thing I'll talk about too, you know, when I was on my dad's side out there, you know, Toyorn, um, you know, um, my uncle, he's a preacher, and, you know, and a lot of the funerals they had there was pretty crazy because they just basically just had him, like, um, in a blanket, and then they just put him in a pine box, and that was it. Nothing else. I mean, no casket or nothing, and yeah. I was like, huh. I was like, that's pretty cool, you know, it's just based all natural, you know, just going back to the earth as soon as they, as soon as they can, you know, and it was all in circle of life, you know what I mean? Don't we eat the antelope? Yeah. Our bodies die and we come the grass. The antelope eat the grass, you know. So that old chestnut, you know what I mean? And um you know death, you know what I mean, like you know, um I, I had this one person tell me that, you know, death's not the actual end, you know, death's actually the beginning of something else. And, you know, when she she supposedly had like powers and she was almost a really unique different type of chicken yeah um but she basically said you know that there's uh four four stages i guess after death you know what i mean and one you're somewhere or you come to the realization that you are dead and once you realize that you are dead you graduate to another level 
and then at that level you can make decisions and still I said live basically you can still have kids you can still get married and I was like what and but then once you come to a certain realization in that world you go to the next one and I forgot what she said that third one was but then you stay there do something or I forgot how she said it but then it was just really and then the last stage is when you make the realization that you're at peace and everything and then once you do that one she said that fourth stage you just boom you just evaporate and you or your body just or your spirit just basically goes back into the universe you know into be recreated or or you know like Buddha says you know in that um reincarnation um something you know I mean uh, this other person before also told me that you know like we don't remember but um we we chose our parents you know what I mean it's like, it's like we're up there and our, our souls are there and we got to see like who we wanted to be born for and you know and that's pretty cool I know I was like we chose our parents and I was like huh it's like wow that is pretty that is pretty beautiful you know what I mean and it sucks for people you know that didn't have good parents you know what I mean it's just like but you know what I mean it's just you just gotta you know they gave you life you know what I mean and you just gotta give them at least that respect other than that you know what I mean like Everything else is on you, how you're raised, and, you know, uh, that's the thing, you know, you don't have to be, like, broken or sad about it, even if you didn't, didn't have a good upbringing, you know, because you live, you learn, you might have kids now or not, you know, but you can always change your train of thought, you know, that's the beauty of being a human being, that's what angels and demons are jealous of, because we have free will, you know, we can choose not to follow God or follow God, you know, just... Making that's what separates us from the animal, that too, you know, rules and that, you know, just that, that free thinking, that free thought of, yeah, I want to be this instead of just, you know, a hunter or whatever, you know, we got that, we got that freedom, we got that, you know, it's good enough, it's badass that we're, you know, that we're human beings, you know, instead of coming out as whatever, a sheep or a tiger or, you know, I mean, and it's even more dope, you know, I mean, for me, anyways, that. For us that were native, you know what I mean? We're blessed to be born native, you know what I mean? For poor Diné, you know what I mean? And, you know, that's that's um, that's a really good blessing. And that's what I'm really trying to inspire is that fire. I want to reignite that. I want people to, you know what I mean? Because I recently um, uh, went out uh, with this person and we picked up um, some berries for a ceremony. And, you know, it was just, and I always, you know, it kind of like really hit me hard is that what I was saying last time is in the other podcasts in the past is that like all the answers are nature, you know what I mean? And that is true. And peace and harmony and all that is in nature too, you know what I mean? And um it just sucks that we you know, people lose that by being in the city and being not connected with nature anymore from four ten stories up or whatever or two or you know, wearing shoes, cement and all that, we're being disconnected from nature. That's why we can't we don't have that we don't feel happy or true harmony or peace, you know what I mean? And you only get that out here, like on the res. You know, what I mean, if you have, especially if you have your own land, which as a Navajo you need to get and work on, because you have your own little land that you can say is yours, build on it, so that you can be proud of and your own little nest to fall back on. You know what I mean? And like, like nowadays, you know, what I mean? like people are like people who do stuff for themselves. You know, what I mean, like make something of themselves and get all this. They're the ones that get threatened by oh. I'm going to sue you and take this and they're like, no, you know, my life. And, you know what I mean? Like, as a native, you look at that and you're like, you know, go ahead and take my shit. You know what I mean? Like, 
like good take all I have is probably just a PS3 and something in my name but go for it so the rest I guess I'll just give IOUs or something you know, you know something you know what I mean like this dude being native is that you don't really have much so you don't really you know what I mean you're good if you don't really have much still you know what I mean you make it work and you know what I mean and everything else is a luxury like a TV or you know what I mean just whatever you know what I mean but then like everything else you know everything just ends up being broken or ruins or something but um but yeah the you know death is huh yeah the planning that's what I say the planning is like you know that's not a bad thing to consider you know what I mean and I don't think you should really I know it is taboo but I don't think you should look at it like that like because I think that you can make some kind of like peace with yourself and know that you have that security that the way it's going to be going, you know what I mean, and like I said too, I want mine to be a celebration, you know what I mean, and period, and, you know, and if or buts about it, you know what I mean, 30 lashings for whoever doesn't get that concept, in essence, but, um, you know, just, I think that's how it should be, you know what I mean, like, yeah, mourn, you and cry and all that, I mean, I mean, get that out, you know, you have to get out of your system, you have to mourn, that's healthy, that's part of human nature, that's what you need to do, you need to mourn, cry, yeah, they're, you lost someone, you know, and that hurts, it sucks, and, but you gotta accept it, and just get it out of you, but once you cry and everything, you'll feel better about everything, and then you can move on, once it, once, it, once it's accepted, because a lot of people will just, um, still cry, and still mourn for them, like, like a year, ten years later, you know, and still, oh, I miss it, like, you know, I mean, that person that you miss probably doesn't want you doing that shit yeah. to yourself, killing yourself just because you miss them and you know what I mean let them go you know what I mean that's they don't want you using them you know what I mean as a banner for all your hurt and pain you know what I mean their their pain is ended you know what I mean you no reason for you to make your life like that you know because this what I'm saying you need a healthy um mourning and crying yes get that and then realize that they are gone ha after that realization and after that you know what I mean like just What's left is just celebration, you know, we celebrate their lives or celebrate that you known them, celebrate that you got to meet them or however you met, you know what I mean? Could have been by chance, by luck or by fate, whatever. You know what I mean? But um you be you believe in fate, Mallory? No. But um yeah, just you know, just celebrate them and that's the best way you can really carry on their memory without saying, Oh, I miss you know, and you break out that mentality, you know, I've seen it way too many, way too much, way too often, you know what I mean, and it's just sad that, you know, um, people don't have that realization of that healthy um, process, grieving process, and... Then it looks fake after a while. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's what I mean, like, don't, you know, don't, don't let them, that person that passed away, wouldn't want them to be holding them as a banner for saying, oh, I'm sad, that's why I'm drinking, I'm doing this because I miss him, and, you know, if, if I was a, if I was a, you know, if my spirits thought I would come back and smack you somehow, you know what I mean, like, move on, but, you know, that's, I'm just saying that, we're just basically saying that, yeah, it's not a bad thing to plan for, I mean, I mean, just traditional or whatever, you know, or get, you know, I mean, or get cremated and get put in a bud plant, you know, I mean, that's a cool one too, I think, um, so that way you grow, you know what I mean, too? Mm -hmm. You turn into the ivory stew. But, um, but yeah, there's... And then, like, people like to be cremated, put in the ocean or a river or something, you know what I mean? And 
Uh, some people just want to be buried, and there's some people that just want to be buried at home. Some people just want to be buried, like, with no coffin. Just, you know what I mean? And I don't see why people can't do that, you know what I mean? And, I mean, like, it, before it's all this COVID thing, but I don't know why, like, you know, the funeral homes have to give people a hard time to do stuff like that, you know? Like, why do you need, like, an official authorization of how to bury someone or if they want to be buried at home or something, you know what I mean? Like, why, you know, and... That's why if you plan it and and just get it set, you know, you know your family or whatever won't have to deal with that hassle and and the Tuesday <laughs> be making payments so so if we pay just pays off if we pay this off or we mm-hmm. but I don't know if it's uh, yeah it is kind of a mind boggling kind of a mind fuck to think about you know what I mean and but still I don't think. You know what I mean? Like, like I said, mostly, like, I want mine to be celebration, like, pictures or videos or just me being the way I am, you know what I mean? Just making everyone laugh anyway and anyhow, you know what I mean? And that's the beauty of us, you know what I mean? And, you know, that's something that, you know, I carry on through my family, my dad, and, you know, he was always cracking jokes here and there at inappropriate times, you know what I mean? You know, like his, his mom's funeral, you know, he just says something stupid and everyone tries not to laugh. Like, you know, like, Junior, should I? Like, <laughs> you know, like, everyone, like, giggles and laughs real quick, but they have to maintain it, you know, and just, you know, that's just some um, how um, we natives are, too, you know, we, we, we're always, we're always humorous, you know, most of us, anyways, but a majority of us, but there are those few sacred frowners out there, you know, those West Duty frowners that, you know what I mean? That, oh, well, there's no pleasing you. You know what I mean? Those, but, you know, but just celebration and, you know what I mean? Um, and just knowing how, you know what I mean? Where you want to go, you know what I mean? Like, one, I think one time I suggested to my mom, I remember seeing it there. I was like, because I remember seeing on one of ABK's um, album covers, CD covers in the back. He's in a coffin and he has his face paint on. And he has like a, a, like a Pendleton blank, blanket on. I was like, holy shit, that looks badass, and I remember, I saw that, and I forgot which album it was, but he has that picture back there, and I was like, huh, you know, that's crazy, you know, what I mean? like, mm-hmm. I always thought about doing something with Dad, but I thought, no, I'm not, we can't, seeing him do that, you know, he's just like, whoa, you know, I'm like, now that's whoa, but, um, uh, that's why I'm, oh yeah, that's why I was saying, I, was, I remember telling my mom, I was like, you know, when I die, I want, I want to, I want my face painted, and other than that, I was like, oh, <laughs> my bad, and I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, because I have my own face paint too, so you guys will see that soon. But um, yeah, but you know, that was just a suggestion. That I just threw out there, being stupid and silly, like I said. But um, yeah, just um, don't fear death, you know, don't fear the reaper, because it's all gonna happen to all of us one way or another, sooner or later. You know, it's just life. You know, what I mean, it's just how the way the cookie crumbles. It's the way nature goes. You know, what I mean, it's how. How life keeps rolling on, yeah, it's a cycle, man. So, you know what I mean? So, why not just customize that last part and just have that peace and just live it up till then? Stay up.